I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today is Richard Southey, Chief Digital and Experience Officer at ABSA CIB. And our topic is how Africa can utilize fintech to support financial inclusion and create a more banked society. But we'll start, perhaps appropriately for Africa, with the elephant in the room, and that is the continuing impact of COVID-19. What's the impact of the pandemic being on the adoption of fintech, specifically in Africa? You know, I suppose like most places in the world, actually COVID had some positive impacts as well as negative impacts. And the the real positive impact was really a move towards digital in Africa, as, as it happened in a lot of places on the planet, I would think. So there has been a, a, a really big move. But if you think about African payments in a bit more of a broader sense, Africa is very much dominated by physical cash. And uh, the movement towards um, digital has been a really useful help towards you know, changing the economies of Africa. It's a long journey to go, but COVID really did start to accelerate that. Obviously, people working remotely, e-commerce starting to grow, and, and fintechs really play into that ecosystem. So there's been a lot more utilization in fintechs. And one of the interesting things we've seen is a real growth in investment in fintechs, particularly from a venture capital perspective, as we've started to move forward. Now, there are a number of exciting prospects that come with that. I think it's a given shall we say, that a large proportion of Africa is either underbanked or unbanked. There's a drag on the economy in the effect of that. This is something that fintechs can address. How can they facilitate economic growth? Yeah, 100% right. And I did say it's a cash-dominated society. The latest estimates that we've got is that in excess of 90% of payments actually happen in the physical cash world. So fintechs really do do offer it. And it's it's uh, we can talk about that in a broad kind of um, perspective, but Africa's quite low banked um, population, and we've seen a, a number of different examples starting to emerge over the last ten years or over the last decade or so around fintechs really making a big difference. And you know, the the start of some of that would have been mobile payments in a very big way. Obviously, physical cash brings its levels of, as you say, drag, but it's risk and inefficiency, which really plays out in that space. Things like getting just digital, just to mobile payments starts to shift that in a very, very big way. We've also seen a large adoption of things like cryptocurrencies to start to move it. And fintechs are playing in that space a lot more than banks, given that it's unregulated. So you do start to see this change in efficiency starting to play out and fintechs enabling that. Fintechs are also very, very involved in the world of the informal economies and starting to make those operate in a lot better ways. So there's there's many places that fintechs happen, but the ecosystems are complex in Africa, and fintechs are helping to be part of those in partnership with places like banks and ourselves. You ended up there at the next point I wanted to ask you about. How are you as ABSA interfacing with fintechs? Are you taking advantage of what they have to offer, and if so, in what areas? Yeah, very much so, Robin. I think it's, uh, you know, the fintech environment obviously brings very kind of narrow use cases, which they're solving real problems in Africa. And sometimes banks are a little bit, uh, people like ourselves are, are offering services a little bit more broadly. But solving the specific problems, we're starting to actively 
work on partnerships with fintechs. So things like supply chain management is a particular place which we've taken a really big interest in partnering with fintechs to help through the supply chain of how do companies order, um, smaller companies order goods, maybe collectively start to get discounts to be able to compete a bit better. And obviously having banking infrastructure and helping um, the things like payments, um, the things like liquidity flow, the things like credit in the background. So that would be an example of where we we operating with fintechs. But we've really we've really built out, and I think a number of banks are doing that. But Absa per, per se has has really built out a very strong partnership capability. It's a shift in strategy which we probably implemented about five years ago, where we're actively looking to solve problems with partners. We've evaluated in excess of 800 different partnerships over the last two years or so, really looking at these and they're all fintech type of opportunities which we've looked at and implemented quite a few now across the African continent. Now, you mentioned trade there as one of the the areas you're looking at or trade finance. What's been the impact of the African continental free trade area on the growth and perhaps ease of fintech integration across the continent? Yeah, it's still in a in a fairly early stage, I would say, uh, Robin, but it, obviously what it is starting to really encourage is intra-African trade and starting to really build up, making it easier, as, as you said. Trade is obviously a huge part of how Africa is going to develop forward um, and has been part of its history as well. And really increasing uh, free, free trade across Africa is um, part of really developing those those opportunities. Together with that, it you know, the, the policy framework obviously gets put in place to help, but you've got to really technically uh, implement that. And fintechs are, are starting to become a real player in some of those particular spaces in the trade finance. Obviously, the banks through their, their way are, are putting the financing into, into this, but really smoothing the, the movement of documentation of goods, et cetera, is part of the fintech plan. The thing that's going to grow economies in Africa, arguably, is not intercontinental trade, but intracontinental trade within the continent of Africa itself, with countries seeing imports, exports, staying in the African continent, but building their economies. Spot on. And that's why I said that, you know, the the free trade agreement is really, really helping uh, intra-African trade in a much bigger way. And and I couldn't agree with you more. Getting the movement of goods and really the movement of services across Africa is really a, a vitally important part of growing Africa and really building the economies internally as well as not not just about the, the exports to other continents effectively. Now, we haven't touched on this yet, but one of the biggest opportunities and indeed biggest challenges that Africa faces is a demographic one. You have a young and rapidly growing population on the continent. Does that make a difference for fintechs or does it present them with opportunities? Because these people are going to need jobs, they're going to need payment systems, they are going to need all sorts of things. This is a huge economic opportunity. It is an economic opportunity. And as, as you've said, very young population, possibly on a continental basis, the youngest population on the planet and growing very, very quickly. So we've got a slightly different pyramid of demographics that you'd see in somewhere like Europe. Oh, we're on the inverted pyramid scale now in Europe. <laughs> yes, very much so. So, yes, it obviously it's people moving into the economically active kind of space. The real challenge for Africa is to grow economies fast enough. And that obviously is about is about innovation. 
it is about starting to build services within African countries for African people and making the financial services environment really work well for Africans is a vital part of growing any any particular economy. So, yes, the, the challenge is large. But what we are seeing, which I think is really exciting, is how fast things like venture capital are moving in and how fast the growth of fintechs is is there, which is helping the uh, financial services industry to provide services to the African people. Obviously, that accelerates payments, it accelerates the movements of funding, and that is obviously all good in terms of building up opportunity for the for the big population, which is growing. Most of the fintech activity, I guess, is still associated with mobile, in, insofar as banking is concerned, is still associated with mobile payments. Africa has skipped a couple of generations, as it were, of technology. There have been no desktops to speak of, there have been no laptops to speak of. It's all happened through mobile money, feature phones, and now smartphones as well. Absolutely. I think it's a it's a well-trod story, but you know, the, the growth of M-Pesa is a starting point, but now many other um, mobile money type of networks has been really an interesting growth point in, in Africa. I think in excess of 50% of the Kenyan GDP goes through M-Pesa now. And that really has been about, you know, you've got a situation where almost 90% of Africans have got a handset in their, in their hands, um, a mobile phone in their hands. A lot of them are feature phones. But the development even of USSD as a as a technology to be able to enable payments and enable uh, financial moves has been phenomenal in Africa. And yes, moving more and more towards smartphones. But it's fairly obvious that that, you know, the mobile network in Africa and mobile phones is a really, really big part of digitizing payments across the continent. It's not necessarily traditional ways, but it is showing a way of really being able to digitize flows in particularly in the retail kind of environment. So it's been a big growth area. It's here to stay from what we can see. And it's uh, it's it's really, really an important part of of how financial services are growing in Africa. Last question, then, and this I'm going to really put you on the spot here. I want you to polish up your crystal ball and tell me. What's the corporate and investment banking scene in Africa going to look like in five years' time with all this technology implementation going on? Look, I, I guess in a couple of different things um, around the, the corporate investment banking scene. What Africa really does need is really large infrastructure development. And you will see, you know, I, I think both a, a combination of private and Public and aid funding really starting to push that particular place and, and corporate investment banking starting to really play a big part. Also in the corporate corporate environment, more obviously, it's connecting different payment systems and different abilities for clients to cooperate. So Africa is going to be a very, very large mix of payment in, uh, capabilities uh, as we see it forward. You're going to go from traditional bank payments right through mobile payments and and cryptocurrencies and blockchain type of payments. And really the banks that are starting to innovate on the edge of that build out um, digital assets to enable the movement of both smart contracts and digital money, I think are gonna be a really big player in that particular space. So both on the funding environments to really build out the African economies and 
connecting different systems and enabling clients to be able to operate in Africa in the way that they need to, I think are, are really big parts of how, how the this, this scene is going to develop. Thank you very much, Richard Southey, Chief Digital and Experience Officer at ABSA CIB.